Hello, everybody. My name is Ariana, and welcome to The, the Living Well. <laughs> okay, I'm here with SJ, and today we're going to be talking about decision-making in light of the Lord. So within that, we'll get to hear maybe a few stories and pretty much what the Lord has placed on our hearts in terms of decision-making and discernment. But as of now, we're going to get to know SJ a little bit. So SJ, what's your real name? So... It's not SJ, actually. It is Sarah Johnson. So dun, I just, dun, dun. yeah. So I just go by SJ. There's a lot of backstory to that, but yep, that's my name, Sarah Johnson. What's your year and major? Yeah, so uh, I'm a ministry leadership major, and so I'm technically a senior. So I'm graduating next uh, fall or this coming up fall. So yeah, I'm excited. Any post grad plans? Yeah, actually, it's so funny, like, because we're talking about decision-making, and just currently, or recently, I've been having to make a lot of decisions about um, just the future, but yeah, so post-grad plans, I am currently um, going to go home next school year and uh, go online, and then with that, like, work um, when going home and then after that um, go to Houston and work with um, a ministry there and hopefully the plan is to work with this organization called City of Refuge but just trying to slowly make my way up there so yeah those are the post-grad plans I feel like yeah that's so good (laughs) Um, what kind of like extracurriculars are you involved in here at TFC or even outside of TFC? Yeah. So I feel like extracurriculars have always been like moving around. I feel like throughout the past few years being here right now, I kind of see or not see myself. I am more involved at my church. So I go to the point, um, here in Tacoa and just involved with like small groups there, a part of the prayer team as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I currently have like some jobs with here on campus. So I am working with Chartwells, which is like basically where we get our food from. So, which is good. (laughs) And so like working in the Eagle's Nest, working with catering and now working with their marketing team. So that's exciting. What does that like consist of? I actually just had my phone call with them today. (laughs) So um kind of just posting on certain social platforms of um food themes so like this month there it's not just like valentine's day theme but like Mm -hmm. also um i think it's called spreading joy or like joy filled so Mm -hmm. like um like having like different or like yesterday like we had cake pops in the eagle's nest so like spreading yeah spreading love and joy good. with cake pops and so having or getting to uh get or take pictures of those moments yeah. and so I'm excited to learn more about that Fun. Mm-hmm. would you say you have like as a college senior would you say you have a decent amount of free time as of recently and if so what do you do with your free time yeah So it's funny because I feel like my schedule this semester has been more up in the air than most semesters, but it's also been more, it's been filled. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting. And I feel like a part of that has to do with like, um, 
like knowing more people on campus and getting yeah. to do things with people on campus. Um, so like, for example, um, the I know all you guys know like the Odyssey and getting to know like a lot of people in there and just getting um, acquainted more with community, I feel like has filled up those free time yeah. spaces. So yeah, it's been cool having to, or having those times with people, especially because um, being a senior, getting yeah. to know, I know. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's so interesting that, I don't know, I never know what to answer when people ask me, like, what do you do in your free time? Because I don't really have many hobbies. Like, I do, mm-hmm. like, I'll play guitar. People are my hobby. Yeah, people <laughs> are my hobby as an introvert. It's insane. <laughs> but that's a good way to put it of, yeah, just getting to fellowship with people and such a really yeah. cool space, but especially here. I don't know. I feel like it's all, I've seen it be a challenge personally in my life in terms of like, how do I balance my free time, especially when it comes to wanting to have fellowship with people. Yeah. I don't know. It's been so hard to figure all that out. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, one of my starting questions is. Ask away. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Like, why TFC in general? Like, what mm-hmm. in your life do you think led you to where you are now? Maybe you can talk about that, like, even in a spiritual sense or even just, like, even, like, location-wise. And, like, this is why I'm at TFC, you know? Yeah. You know, it's so funny because I'm a senior now, and I still don't know how to answer this question properly. <laughs> yeah. Um, And I think it changes every time because I feel like I'm constantly, like, figuring out why God like placed me here <clears throat> and like wanted me to be here but so context I did this gap year program called impact 360 before coming here and that's like how I figured out like even about Tacoa. I didn't even know it existed and <laughs> so it was so cool getting to know more about it um like with the college day fair and everything that um we had there but yeah, I kind of just went on a whim, and God was like, yes, go to Tacoa, and um, trying to follow him in that, um, which was very difficult, because I was like, why am I going to a very small <laughs> Christian college in the middle of nowhere, Georgia, but it was really cool um, just seeing God through that, um, and just seeing like how he's been faithful throughout all my life, and yeah. trying to be faithful in him like and going here and continuing to stay here but um I think honestly I know it's a basic answer but the thing that led me here is the Lord but um getting to see like why he has led me here um throughout the years being here has been really cool just like conversa- simple conversations with people honestly have like just blessed me so much and have encouraged me like in my spiritual life and so like just being a part of those like simple mundane things throughout my time here has like proven to me like why God has led me here yeah Mm -hmm. something that I was I was telling this to a friend yesterday he also did impact the one that I was in the honest yesterday he (laughs) was opening up to me just a little bit about like what his community and fellowship can look like especially coming from impact Mm -hmm. and something that we had explored and just like talked through is how it seems as if like impact people come in desiring so much depth within community and it seems as if like 
not many people are coming in within that same mindset and they don't know how mm-hmm. to manage that and they don't know how like how to be vulnerable and to share and just to allow like that freedom that comes with depth and so mm-hmm. I feel like specifically when thinking about what you have brought to TFC I just know that like alongside them like you have brought that depth and intentionality even Aww. with you know sassy even when thinking they're just like fellowship but just even the depth that you bring to classes in the community it's something very specific to impact people that I've seen of just like mm-hmm. y'all come in ready to I don't know deepen the connections between the community and it's so rare and so I think it's really cool mm-hmm. that like that step was just a blessing to this community it's insane it's really cool. I love impact. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you do too. Maybe we'll see. I don't, I don't know post-grad plans. I still have a whole year. I did the math yesterday. It was like like 16 months, 14 months until I graduate. Which That's is crazy. a long ways away, but still not. That's hey, not in the blink of... In, in light of eternity, that's like a snap. I know, right? <laughs> not eternity, yes, literally. It's so insane to think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why did you choose to come in as ministry leadership? Yeah, so, um, he's not working here anymore, but there was a admissions counselor here that basically he was like asking me these questions of like, what are you interested in? And like, what, what do you see yourself doing in ministry? Cause I knew I wanted to be in ministry, um, and he was basically guiding me through that. And basically, I, I want to work with a faith-based nonprofit um, that helps and works with not only victims of human trafficking, but homeless communities. Mm-hmm. And so I, and he was basically guiding me through that and saying that ministry leadership, the ministry leadership route would be more um, suitable for me in that and so that's why I chose it um with the guidance of that admissions counselor but also just it it seemed like the best fit for what I felt called to do what do you feel like it's looked like specifically to help you kind of attain the wisdom that you need to go into faith-based nonprofits? oh my goodness that's such a good question I think okay I wouldn't even say the classes have been so great Mm -hmm. so grateful for that in terms of like learning about leadership development and how to even run an organization but I think something that I like taken away from that department is just like the relationships with Mm -hmm. my professors and my classmates just like seeing the heart behind what like behind my professors and like how they want to challenge us um, as an individual and how that in itself can like have a ripple effect outwards in my future ministry it has just been yeah. really really cool that's so big mm-hmm. i feel like this is something that i talk about a lot at tfc in terms of like the faculty are just so encouraging amen and they're so like intentional with discipling and speaking truth into people and it's just so bizarre i like how tfc is so blessed to have the professors that they are yeah one one of my favorite professors not not my favorite because I have multiple favorites, but one of them, <laughs> Professor Rose, she's in the teacher education department. She was texting me all morning being like, where are you? Like, what are you up to today? And I was like, I'm in class or like, I'm at work now. And so I, I work up in student affairs and she's like, she didn't text me back. But then I was like walking down here and I see her and I like run up to her. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like I just clocked off of work. And she hands me this card right there. 
and in it she's like, Will you be my Valentine? And Wait, in it was a Starbucks so gift card. It was a Starbucks gift heck? card. I was like, I am so <laughs> blessed by you in just like the littlest of ways. And she's just like she's literally my TFC mom. And so I don't know, I feel like we get beautiful gestures like that, but also intentional moments with her of just like sitting in her office and honestly crying and just being like, What's going on? But like yeah. the faculty here are so encouraging and they help me discern all the time and they're such a blessing and I think it's a really big reason and why I honestly feel like whatever major I chose here would have been a, a good fit t- kind of <laughs> not so like great. nursing not nursing for me <laughs> but like I could have seen myself as like even counseling psychology like I don't yeah. know but just because of how intentional the professors are and I feel like you walk away with this level of growth like mm-hmm. more like within your character um, yeah. that I think is so special and unique to this place, which is really cool. But I yeah. love them. They're awesome. That's so They're good. so awesome. I remember, speaking of majors, when I was changing my major from teacher ed to yeah. communications, <laughs> that was a year ago this time, which is insane. Like, it feels... Wow. It feels like it was just yesterday, but it also feels like that was forever ago. And I just remember feeling like I was in legit turmoil by needing to make that decision and needing to be like, I never thought that I would have to make a decision this important, but like this could low key affect like the rest of my future if I choose the wrong major. And so mm-hmm. there was just a lot of prayer and discernment that needed to come with that. And mm-hmm. it was a really big, big thing. And so, I don't know, whenever it comes to choosing majors, I feel like it's a very interesting topic because not everybody knows like what they're gonna do with their major or how it's actually applicable, but I feel like in the meantime, TFC is just a really sweet place where people can just seek wisdom from yeah. the professors within any department. Like, they're all they're all so awesome. Amen to that. Yeah, they're all <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, so heading more into the direction of decision-making, what have been some minor decisions you've had to make um, recently or not recently, but just minor situations that still have revealed the trust that you have in God's will for your life? Yeah, I think, speaking of recently, just, like, making um, decisions, I feel like it's been interesting because starting out um, the semester, I feel like I was kind of piled with, like, having to make certain decisions, and um, and honestly, it caused a lot of stress. It, yeah. yeah. It was just, like, one thing after another, like, making decisions. But the ironic thing was is that these decisions were, like, things so far in the Mm -hmm. future. They weren't, like, right now. And so, like, just seeing the impact of what making a decision looks like, it can cause so much stress. But um, it's just interesting to see, like, what those things do but um those one of those decisions of the pile of decisions I felt like I had to make was um what graduation looked like for me like Mm -hmm. you know I think um a lot of times like we're trying to make a decision about like what major we have or like um like what you were talking about or Um, when do we graduate or how many classes we have to take or like all these nitty-gritty things and I was trying to make the decision of um, when do I graduate do I graduate a semester early or 
um, graduate in the spring, which in light of eternity, like that decision is so minuscule. But mm. in that moment, it felt really big um, to me. So, but um, with that, I ended up deciding to graduate a semester early. And and yeah, that's what I'm sticking with. Yeah, good. <laughs> How did you go about like discerning what the Lord was speaking to you in the midst of making that decision? Yeah, so it's interesting because um, so I'm reading through the book of John right now, and I know this is like a very common passage that uh, we might all know, but it's the John 15 passage, and it's talking about like abiding in the Lord um, and like the images of like the branch and the vine and fruit expounding upon that. Um, but something that was so interesting to me that I feel like I never even knew was like, it doesn't just say abide in him, but him in you. So like this concept of a two-way relationship, like him abiding in you, but also you abide or you abiding in God. And I feel like with decision making that's like such a big concept that needs to happen yeah like and that is it's not just you seeking out god it's letting him move within you it's him letting him guide you and that was something really big that i never even recognized was that it's so big in having a two-way relationship with god Mm -hmm. is you abiding in him and him abiding in you. Yeah. How do you feel like that could look practically for like a day-to-day life of like finding ways to figure out how can I like abide in him and have it be reciprocal? Yeah. I think, Ooh, that's such a good question. Also, this is, I feel like a sponge right now. I'm just like (laughs) learning so much, like not only from my professors, what me and Ari were talking about, but like just from, my church and my friends, like the community around me, I feel like a sponge just soaking up all the knowledge. But another thing that I've been learning about is like, like a lot of times we want to like, when we're talking about like spiritual warfare, like we Mm. think, oh, our focus is like on the enemy and we want to like rebuke or we want to cast out even or like we want to do these things but honestly the biggest weapon that we have is loving god yeah and i think like that in itself has proven to me like what letting god uh, like be in me looks like practically is just loving him and I think um like a practical way of like loving him is worship but worship can look like a multitude of different things but um something that I do a lot throughout the day I I know that a lot of you guys know this verse but like praying without ceasing like when I walk around campus like the steps down from my terrace on top of the mountain the long long, (laughs) long walk (laughs) 
um, like I literally am praying like, Lord, you establish my steps and Mm. like my physical steps that I'm taking right now. So I don't trip, but also like throughout my day, like you're establishing my steps and, um, just having praise or having, um, prayer or, um, just adoration to him, like Mm -hmm. be constantly coming out of my lips throughout the day so that like he is the main focus throughout my day and not the stresses of life. Um, and I found that that is a practical way of, um, not only loving him, but letting him be in me. This is like when talking about praying, this is kind of one of those things that I feel like has been so consistent on my mind, specifically Mm -hmm. within my time at CFC, more than it has in previous years. And that's because a lot of people have been, like, coming to me asking me questions about, like, student leadership and things like that. And a lot of people asking me, like, what's my plan? And I don't know. And my response is always, like, I don't know, but I'm praying fervently until the Lord kind of reveals that to me. Yeah. And so in light of making decisions, it's just, eh, I don't know that I have the perfect decision made. But Mm -hmm. I know that I'm seeking the Lord's face in prayer and he will make that decision on behalf of me. I just have to, like, seek his face and know that I'm in his will, which is something that has been so hard. And I was telling this to a friend the other day, but I don't know. I might have even told you about this. I don't know if I have. Go ahead, girl. I think I – I don't know if I did. But I think (laughs) I did. (laughs) I can't remember. (laughs) But just how – there was this one week this semester where I was like suffering and like really struggling mm-hmm. and crying a lot. And I think I told, I, did I tell you this? I think you did, but yeah, well, I'll just tell me. the podcast. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell the people. Me. I'll tell the people. <laughs> um, and just how like I have been praying that the Lord would make me more of an emotional person. Cause a lot of times mm-hmm. when I speak, it can be very blunt to the point that it's unloving. And that's the last kind of ways that I want to reflect the love of Christ is by being bluntly unloving. Hmm. And so I've just been asking the Lord to make me more of an emotional person so I can balance this blunt side of my character and make it just more of like boldness that was talked about in yeah. Acts. You know, I like That's I good. want to have that kind of approach to speaking and communicated communicating about the Lord and what he has for me and for others. But anyway, as I was praying about that, I was just saying like I just want to be more of an emotional person and an emotionally healthy leader but also one that's just, yeah. like, in tune with their emotions enough to understand and empathize with people better. And so I prayed that in the beginning of January. And so I asked, I always ask the Lord to put me in hard situations because I just mm. enjoy seeing his face clearly within those because it can get mm. so hard to seek his face and see him so vividly when I'm on a mountaintop. And that's just, like, something yeah. that I've always struggled with. I don't know that people struggle with that as a whole, but specifically for me, it's just... it's one of the most hardest parts about my faith is Mm because I feel like I have to ask the Lord for hardship in order to see him so clearly, which is hard. Um, But I prayed that the Lord would make me more emotional. And if that had to come with crying, I wanted to just experience what that would be like. And so there was this one week where I was just so much more intentional about praying that. And that whole week I cried myself to sleep every night. And like, you may think like, oh, that's sad. But for me, it was just like, that was the only way that I knew how to communicate to him at the time. And it was so like, it felt like it was honoring him because mm-hmm. I was experiencing a form of his grief and like seeking him in the midst of my crying rather than just like crying to cry. Like I felt like I was just experiencing a different level of intimacy consistent, consistently, specifically in that week. And so the situation that I was praying about or crying about the whole entire week, it 
led to a point of, like, unhealthy moments within, like, struggling with bitterness towards people Hmm. or struggling with pride because I'm bitter and so wanting to compensate for that bitterness. I'm prideful about it. And I was like, Lord, this is, this is not me. And I, I hate this side of me. Like, it's my flesh trying to overtake me and I, I can't. And so I kept just, like, praying to the Lord the whole week. I was, like, crying to him. I was, like, please take this from me. Like, this is breaking my heart. Like, please, like, take this feeling from me Mm. and replace it with you. And just envisioning my soul in light of just, like, how I literally want to see the dark festers of bitterness within my soul just to be replaced with light. Yeah. And I was just, like, praying so fervently about that the whole entire week. And then Sunday... I overslept for church, whoops, but I think it was, <laughs> I think it was generally the sovereignty of the Lord. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> and in it, I just, like, started listening to podcasts about seeking God mm. from my home church in California, and it was just speaking exactly to what I needed it to in terms of, like, p- potentially, no, 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 purposefully placing myself in the secret place, which is something that mm. I've always struggled with, because, like, I have my own room, and that in itself is a safe place, but I've always just felt like it's so big, and I just want to be in, like, a tight space that's just like tiny is better i know i know (laughs) and so i rearranged stuff in my room i put a blanket down in my closet and i turned off the lights and now i have like a flashlight in there and that's like my place of prayer and like i've always wanted to do that but i just think it took me literally like needing it rather than just being Mm -hmm. like oh i do this because it's cool like my room it just wasn't it wasn't helping me get to that point if that makes sense but now i have like a dark closet that i sit in and so sunday morning i took four hours of prayer I think I yeah I told you that and it was so good and there haven't been yeah there haven't been many moments in my life where I've been able to pray that consistently like sometimes I get distracted in the middle of it but it was just like I listened to podcasts about seeking God and the secret place and the benefits of it and then I actually practiced it which is really cool which is something I think is special about podcasts and I don't always do like sometimes I'll listen to it but then not yeah like it'll just go in one ear and out the other sometimes but this was just very felt very ordained and divine that like this podcast could speak and so the next day I didn't ask the Lord to give me any signs over this decision that I was making but the next day he did and Mm -hmm. I was like I did not I didn't ask for this but he just wanted to know that I had open hands and that only came between like the confidence that I had in the secret place of just knowing that he heard me and that we were able to come to peace with whatever the outcome Mm -hmm. is of the decision and so that was insane and I've just been shouting that from the mountaintops as much as I can especially when like talking about decision making it's just there's only one person who can help guide you and that is Mm -hmm. God and you need to be fervent in prayer in order to kind of see that side and even though you may not always see it it's just it's there it's available you just need to be intentional about the secret place speaking of emotions literally I was speaking of also being soaking up things like a sponge I was listening to a podcast this morning about um untangling your emotions Mm. by Jenny Allen and it's so good her new book yeah Yeah. so good but um I didn't get to finish it but she was talking about like how a lot of times in the Christian church we think any emotion is bad like Mm. we think anger is bad we think sadness is bad um and that's actually not the case. Like, God gave us emotions, but how do we use them well, yeah. you know? And I think that's really encouraging to hear is, like, like you going to that secret place and, you know, wrestling with God, mm-hmm. even not just praying, but wrestling with <laughs> wrestling, Him. And, yeah. um, 
talking talking with him about your emotions can be a really healthy thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And then uh, it's just so needed. And sometimes in the busyness yeah. of life, it's not. And I think about like I don't know, like podcasts and books that talk about like let's help you. I don't know, be more intentional with your time with Lord. And one of the books that I read that like really hit me at the time, and now I'm forgetting about the importance of it, is the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Mm-hmm. Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It's That's, a tongue twister. It is. And at the time, I was like, I'm going to be not busy anymore, and da 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 da, and like I'm gonna have it all figured out so I can be intentional about my relationship with the Lord and making time for it. And like, but it's just I don't know. Life got busy, but then I realized that. The busyness that I was experiencing is still actively glorifying the Lord because it's a mm-hmm. form of busyness that's like my form of ministry right now. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like I'm busy with like meeting with people, but like that's a time where I get to like seek His face mm-hmm. amongst other people and have fellowship. And when I get to pray with them, or it's like being on SGA and being busy with that. Sometimes like this is my ministry, and I get to yeah. pour into it, and I get to invite others into that too. And so, I think it's awesome. The Lord was just like maybe like yes, listen things on your schedule, but just be aware of how I just want you to know like everything you do is um for him and so Mm -hmm. I don't know I've just been more much more aware and trying to be much more present with knowing that in light of just like I feel like I can make any decision um and he'll always be there and I hope that I don't make the wrong decisions but I just know that being fervent in prayer is really a big one and persistent in being present but yeah that was my ramble. No, I enjoy it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, continuing on. This is kind of kind of on the same topic, but not. But mm-hmm. say your decision involved others within it. How do you manage inviting others or seeking, like, wise counsel? Mm-hmm. Like, say, for example, you wanted to ask someone about, like, being your teammate like how do you invite someone into like praying about that or invite someone into a decision just broadly speaking yeah that's a good question I think okay so I'm gonna say how I was before with this Mm. and how I'm growing to be right now (laughs) um I think before um I'm a big people pleaser Mm. and so I think that with decision making I would normally want people to other people to be happy or um just make anybody happy basically and um it wasn't until a a couple years ago that I realized that that is just not healthy at all Mm. um it's actually kind of draining to make everybody happy because you can't and Mm. so I think um, when I had that realization and up until now, I've been learning along with the Lord and like the Lord's been teaching me, been pruning me, speaking of John 15, (laughs) Um, in that um, it's actually really good to um, not only do what Ari was saying, like inviting people um, in the, de- the decision-making process, but also just having healthy conflict and, like, mm-hmm. getting to talk with people about uh, different issues, different topics that you might not agree on, but um, those people might be speaking a lot of wisdom into you, and you might be speaking a lot of wisdom into them. And so I think um, 
that's been something I've been learning about yeah. up until now. I feel like that's big. Like that's really inviting big. people in. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. Do you feel like you're currently in the process of like doing that in any way or no? Yeah, I think um, something that. I think I'm reminded of a time last semester that, um, like, okay, being vulnerable here. So in the beginning of last semester, I was kind of like, not being a hermit, but I think I was more isolated than I was before in terms of community at here at school. And it was more of like a personal thing. I think of like trying to navigate my own decisions, like, you know, but I think I was called out by one of my housemates, praise mm. the Lord, for my friend. But um, she called me out and was like, like, why are you living in isolation? You know, like mm. God has given us community for a reason. You know, like God did not want man to live alone. Like we are called yeah. to live in community together. And, and community doesn't just look like doing good things together. It looks like doing hard things together. And I think... Yeah. Um, that was something last semester that I really like learned from God that even if people don't agree or people don't see eye to eye on things like people are going to love me no matter what, if they're my friends. And I think that was so encouraging um, to learn and also realize um, not only with my relationship with God, but also just seeing like how people love me in spite of like differences or despite like um, different values or whatever it may be. So that was something really cool. And so with that, I think right now um, it's been really cool because I feel like the tables have turned and like I invite a lot of people into my messes, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people know what's going on in SJ's life. <laughs> and honestly, like, it, that's just been so freeing. Like, yeah. you know, like, having my life be an open book. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's something that I'm thinking of now with you saying that. Well, so that's so yeah. beautiful. And it's such a blessing to know that you have those people. Yeah. And that other people can, too. But I'm wondering if there's this freshman or non-freshman, anybody, who can be like, I want to be able to experience that freedom, but I don't mm-hmm. I don't know, like, how to get people to love me. Or I don't mm-hmm. know who I can trust with, like, my vulnerability or, like, I don't know how to receive love. I'm just thinking of, like, that person who mm-hmm. is lacking friendship, lacking yeah. community, or may only have their family or maybe... Even if someone's here and they're, like, in a different season of change where they just went from, like, say, like, someone was here at TFC last semester or the year before, and now they're, like, oh, now my community just looks different. And, like, thinking about people who graduated or people who, like, transferred and left, like, how do they, like, it's so interesting to think about they want to have that same love and that same freedom and that same support, but it's just how do you choose the right people to surround yourself by? I think that's where TFC is special, but I also know that there's still people here that struggle to know, like, how do I know who are my trusted friends? And, like, mm-hmm. how do I know what to pursue? And I don't... Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. That is hard. 
first of all, or before the first of all, (laughs) (laughs) I want to say, like, I think that's not a question that can be answered black and white. I think it's something that um, an individual person um, has to navigate. And so I just want to premise that or say that first. But and then the first of all point, um, and it's funny because I feel like we talked about this in chapel this morning about like with starting out with the You Belong series that Ronnie gave, which was so good. So good. Yes, it was so good. And it was also really interesting because um, like he started it out like talking about like, yes, like you like everybody belongs, but like in order to fully understand that, like you need to know that like, like where, like, like to, to whom you belong to. And that is God. Like you belong to God. Um, and I think knowing that first and being confident in where your identity lies in first, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like then all, the navigate navigating like um community will begin to like unfold more if that makes sense um but yeah I feel like that's like the first thing that I would say yeah before like you start like like to the freshman that's (laughs) like trying to um find community and or like a friend um I feel like before like that even happens like you need to know like whom you belong to first and like where your identity lies in yeah I really loved about chapel about how like he posed that question and we all like I feel like believers can see that it's like yeah like that's really good like to whom do we belong and it is God but Mm -hmm. then I I love that he added on top of that like I'm not assuming that anyone's a believer yeah and so if you're not to whom are you belonging to like are yeah. you belonging to your sin or you, whatever whatever it is are yeah you belonging to your idols are you belonging to an addiction because it's not sustaining and so I just love that he added that because it just it does make us think of like what are we comfortable in belonging to because for me like I'm comfortable in belonging to God because I know that's what I was made for but I know that within people who find themselves belonging in other things, they always lack comfortability or lack doubt, yeah. lack hope. And it's just, it makes you really sad to know that people could be experiencing not feeling belong to the Lord and not feeling like he is worthy of their trust and mm-hmm. their intimacy or their depth. I don't know. Yeah. It's such an and you could even belong, you could even feel like you even belong to community before yeah. you belong to God. Yeah. And that's that adds a whole bunch of levels of confusion <laughs> to does. to like um where you even feel like your identity comes from so yeah yeah, yeah. um something that i was thinking of or just i don't i don't know i'm thinking of if i was listening to this podcast and i was like how do i prioritize the Lord and his intentionality and seek to trust him and like specifically obviously within decision making Mm -hmm. I think it's hard to like we can say things practical applications they're there but it's just like how do Mm -hmm. we practically say like okay I have this really big decision to make how do I like do it and the verse that comes to my head I just pulled it up it was Proverbs 3 and it's just it's so simple it says trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on your own understanding 
and I think of that song. I can't think of what it's called. I think you'll, you'll know it once <laughs> I start singing. It's like, I lean not on my own understanding. Yeah, My yeah. life is in the hands of, of the maker of heaven. heaven. What's that yeah, song girl. called? I have no idea. I think it's called... I think it's literally called Lean Not On My Own Understanding. Probably. But <laughs> things like that is cool. But the question that I'm kind of posing right now is, like, how do we know if we're leaning on our understanding, like, when trying to make a decision? Or how do we know that we're trusting in the Lord? Like, where, like, mm-hmm. how do we actively live out that first of, like, trust in the Lord, lean on my own understanding, you know? Yeah. Well, something that I I thought about, like, when you were reading that verse was, like, what is our faith look like with Jesus? You know, like, what what does it look like to live out our faith? Um, like, you hear a lot of times people just say, like, have more faith, and, like, mm-hmm. like this will happen. But, like, what does that even look like? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, um, and um, one of my teachers or professors at Impact that the gap from the gap year program that I did, um, like, they explained faith being, like, active trust in what we believe is to be true and I think that's so interesting because we know that God is real there's Mm -hmm. evidence not only inside the Bible but outside the Bible from that that proves the existence of God but and so so if we know that he's real like how is our active trust in him being pursued out in our life Mm -hmm. and like I know like you mentioned like what does that look like practically but I think again like it looks different for an individual like different individuals like for me I know I say this earlier but like throughout the day like I like to pray Mm -hmm. um and so like praying around campus like walking around campus like um and like saying like God you established my steps and like just little things like that um and so I don't know if that answers your question oh yeah but that's really good yeah it takes that intentionality and awareness I think Mm -hmm. is what I'm thinking of of just like being aware of his presence and from there clarity will come honestly once you're actively seeking his face I know that clarity will come for you and it may not be like you kind of mentioned this earlier like black and white yeah. But it's enough because he's enough for yeah. us. And so And also like with that too, there's this concept that I've been learning about in church is like having God be the apple of your eye. Mm-hmm. Like and it's so this guys, this is so wild, but back then like people when they said like something to be the apple of your eye it meant like something is so like you're looking so close to that person that you could see your reflection out of their eye. Mm-hmm. And like is God the apple of your eye and like when you're so focused on him like nothing else matters and like you honestly like you can't go wrong with making a decision if you're so focused on him when he's the apple of your eye yeah with that how did you know like okay the Lord is calling me to Houston like how like what was that process like like were you actively saying like the lord is the apple of my eye like i want to be transformed Mm -hmm. to be like jesus and i just want to see his face more and if this is where i need to go to see him more clearly and to be in his will Mm -hmm. like how what was that like yeah so okay so context a few summers ago i got to go on a trip with impact um 
to Houston and we got to like have an immersive experience not only with like the different cultures there but <clears throat> like different religious sites um, which was so cool and getting to immerse ourselves in that way but um, I knowing like so having that context of like what our experience was I have a really deep passion for people that are not seen basically mm-hmm. and I I think that that goes alongside with like immigrants here in the United States and just homeless communities and victims of human trafficking like I I just I know that my passion lies within that and so Houston is full of that mm-hmm. <laughs> and I immediately like felt the burden um, there and um, I think something that God has made like a rhythm throughout my life when according to places I think he has put peace in my heart mm. and like in going to impact I had peace going there and going to Tacoa I still had questions of why but <laughs> I had peace staying here and um, I think I have peace in my heart in pursuing to going to Houston um, but yeah yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. How do you, I don't know, I know that I just always find it such a beautiful thing when you say, like, oh, the Lord told me this, the Lord told me that. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's people out there who had, don't know the first yes. thing about hearing from the Lord. Mm-hmm. How do you hear from the Lord? Yeah, that's a great question. I think this is something that I've been thinking about a lot, actually, as of recently, because... Um, I don't want to put my feelings above God. Mm -hmm. Feelings are like water flowing through our hands. They're fleeting. (laughs) But also God gave us feelings. So like how do I utilize that well? And how do I um, glorify God through it? And I think that I have always... When th- throughout my prayers, I hear God speak a lot of times through through one word. Mm-hmm. Um, and people could ask, like, how do you hear God? But I think it, it's not necessarily like when I say audible, it's not like a like here, SJ, like you got to do this, <laughs> you got to do that. Like yeah. it's more of like it, I hate saying the word feeling, but I don't know what other word to use other than like peace that comes with the decision that I'm about to make or peace that comes with the person I'm about to go talk to peace knowing that like I'm doing the right thing or that I'm pursuing God wholeheartedly in this in this season of life and Mm -hmm. I think and like playing devil's advocate here but people could say like how do you know you're feeling peace Mm -hmm. I think And we mentioned this earlier, but when you are having God be the apple of your eye, I don't think there is a wrong decision that you could make if you're making God the apple of your eye. And like if you're reading scripture and if your decision contradicts what you're reading in scripture, then maybe take a step back and be like reevaluate, like, am I making the right decision? But like if 
you're having God be the apple of your eye and following him, I think, I think, I think just go for it. Yeah. 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 There's like two specific things that are coming to my mind about how I've just like known that the Lord was speaking. And yeah, one of them, it was in the beginning of January and I was praying over this massive decision that I had to make. And I was frustrated because I'd been praying about it for so long and I thought the Lord would have given me an answer and given me that clarity and I was like but he hasn't and I'm mad (laughs) not mad but just like oh it's just like come on just like tell me what I'm supposed to do and there was one morning where I was just like I don't know I just was so much more intentional and it was to the point where I just like had my like hands open ready to receive whatever he was going to say and I hadn't done that before Mm -hmm. but well like not done that within the specific time where I was praying for this and so in that moment, I was just, like, praying, and then I was talking, and I'm like, just just listen for a little bit. Like, he doesn't even need to be saying anything, and it could be just, like, your mind running without me, like, needing to be intentional and in praying. And then I started to get things in my head, and I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, where is this coming from? And in mm-hmm. my mind, I was like, I was like, this can't be God. But I literally couldn't even finish that statement. Like, I couldn't, in my mind, like, I couldn't finish, like, this isn't like god like i it couldn't because every time that would happen it felt like i was literally getting a punch in the face but in my mind Mm -hmm. i just like shut that down like and it was so insane (laughs) that stuff like happens to me a little bit like quite often if i'm intentional about receiving from him and like actively listening but just things like that like i was hearing like long sentences and words and i kept trying to doubt it and being this is my own mind trying like pray to the lord and like Mm -hmm. this isn't him speaking but i literally couldn't i couldn't even think that like, in that moment, like, those thoughts weren't even allowed in my mind, and that was insane, because I felt like, okay, okay, then I trust, and it wasn't clear, like, he wasn't giving me clarity, but he was giving me peace Mm -hmm. about the decision that I was making, and then with you talking about, like, sometimes it's just a feeling, sometimes I get, this happened last semester, where I got this, like, heart racing feeling in my chest that I need to go and pray for someone, and I was like, it's not stopping, like, it's not stopping, and, like, is this anxiety, or, like, what is this, like, I don't know, but then I just went, and I did it, and then the girl was kind of confused, and why I was praying for her, but, like, it meant a lot to her, she just had never experienced that, especially not chapel before, yeah, and so she was, like, discerning that for a while, and she was scared of me for a little bit, because she was like, why did she come pray for me, and then we talked about Mm -hmm. it two weeks later, and she was like, that was just something that I had never experienced before, and it was really eye-opening, and now she's, like, one of my closest friends because I just was, like, I'm going to be, like, Amen. bold in prayer. And I'm going to, like, go with what this feeling in my chest, whether it, I don't think it was anxiety, but I generally think it was the Holy Spirit. But it can be misinterpreted for anxiety. Yeah. But yeah. And then as I was, like, I know what that feeling feels like and I feel it all the time. And I was praying that over one of my housemates that she would just be able to receive the Holy Spirit even deeper mm-hmm. within her life. And she told me that for the first time in years, she accepted an altar call because wow. she felt that same feeling. And I was like, that, that is so beautiful. And yeah. like, I understand that feeling of like, you cannot stop feeling it until you go and do it. And that's like, insane. that's so true because I feel like, like with that quote unquote feeling, mm-hmm. I think that if it's like constant, mm-hmm. if it's like an urging like to go to mm-hmm. do and that is something that you would never do <laughs> mm-hmm. if it goes against your flesh mm-hmm. like i that's the holy spirit right there yeah <laughs> yeah won't he do it church Amen. Won't he do it? Amen. Yeah. okay kind of to conclude i was just wondering do you have any 
words of wisdom for someone needing clarity or courage for the next step of life or just anything else you wanted to share around this topic? Yeah, I think something that I've talked to before with people is like, God doesn't even speak to me. Like, Mm -hmm. how do I even navigate that? Like, like I even, I'm trying to hear from God. Like, how, how do you hear from God? Like, how, um, where is God in this? And these are like dedicated Mm -hmm. Christian believers. And I think something that, um, I would say into that is that God is so committed to you. Like you think of like Psalm 23 talking about the good shepherd, how like the shepherd being Jesus, like is going after his sheep, the one out of the 99 that left because he wanted to get that one sheep. Like he was so committed to getting that one sheep. Like he's so committed to you. And I think, um, I just want to like encourage that person, like don't lose hope that God doesn't speak to you because he's so committed to you. He loves you so much. Um, and he, don't think that he forgot you because he's very committed to you. <laughs> yeah. That's so big. Okay. Well, we can pray to close. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Do you want to pray? You want me to pray? We can both pray. You should pray. I'll pray. You okay. pray. Alrighty. Everybody, bow your heads and close your eyes. Bow your heads. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Heavenly Father, um, I just thank you for this moment to just allow our souls to catch up with our bodies. Um, mm-hmm. This has been something that has been consistent on my heart, Lord, of just allowing a space to just breathe and hear from you, even if it may not be super clear. Um, but I just thank you that you have sovereignty over our tongues. And I just ask that this was a moment that was honoring to you. And I ask that you'll make that clear to us. And I ask that the people who listen will be encouraged by just knowing that this is an ordained and divine time set aside for yes. just wanting to see what Jesus has in store for people and what um, comes with making decisions in light of who Jesus is and wanting to seek his face. So, mm-hmm. Lord, I just ask that you would just help refine us um, and prune us in ways that we can't even expect And I ask that decision-making and the thought of needing wisdom with that is that we can just feel like with what Eshe was talking about, the blip of what it's like in the middle of eternity and knowing that we trust in eternity and we trust in you and we just trust in how faithful you will be in the meantime. So Lord, I just thank you for the space to come and hear from Eshe and dear from me. And I just thank you that this is something so special that... I'm just grateful to have in my life, and I just hope that it can bless others, God. Um, But yeah, may you just help that person who's needing clarity, who's needing courage, God, and empower them by your truth and your truth alone. I ask that if they need to be devoted in scripture and devoted in prayer, that they would just feel that conviction in their heart to be, um, to explore what it's like to be tethered to you within this process. So Lord, I just thank you for this moment, and I thank you for the ways that it's blessed me. Help um, this conversation to continue to be glorifying to your name as we finish this podcast. But thank you, Lord. It's your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay.
Thanks, SJ. Thank you. <laughs> Kisses, TFC. Mwah.